What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode three of Believe Me. I'm Joe Serralo, joined as always by the experts Brandon Lang and Cordell Stewart. And that was a wild week one to kick off the NFL season. Cordell started strong. He was on the Bills, he was on the Browns, and then Brandon finished the right way. He had the over in Arizona, the under in Jerry's World, and the Seahawks in prime time. Let's ride? I don't think so. But before we dive into a week two that's going to be equally as exciting. I do want to remind you all that this episode of Believe Me is brought to you by our proud sponsors over at BetOnline. Head on over to betonline.ag for the latest lines, odds, news, and developments, and use the promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, for your first time, one time, 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, it's where the games begin. Gentlemen, let's begin with week two, our first game. We're going to do a little primetime action. We started with the Bills-Rams. That's what kicked off the season. Let's do some Monday night football to kick things off. Bills, Titans, Buffalo's favored by 10 in this one. Cordell, you were on the Bills last week. Who you got this week? I'm going with the Bills again, man. I know the last two meetings against this Titans team, uh, the Titans got the edge on them both times. But if you watch this last game against the LA Rams, there were seven sacks. I told you about Von Miller. I told you he was going to help be the difference maker when it comes to slowing that high-powered offense down. Now, here it is. They have a stingy defense in the Buffalo Bills that's going to go up against this strong running back in this running game of the Tennessee Titans. I think they prevail. I think they continue to do what they're doing. And you got to remember, they had two red zone turnovers early in the first quarter that this game could have really gotten out of control against the Rams. I think they can figure out their woes. They make sure they go and learn from those mistakes. It was week one. Remember, these teams didn't have an opportunity with the first team to get really too much run during the preseason. So technically, this was a form of a preseason game that actually was live and actually counted. I thought they got away with one. I thought they played very well in spite of the turnovers uh, and abilities to actually still win this game and play strong in the, on the defensive side of the football. I think the defense prevails in this game because we know this is going to be a between-the-tackles game against the Titans. I'm going with the Bills, baby. Cordell sticking with the Bills, even as a double-digit favorite. Brandon, who you like here? Double-digit Monday night dogs. I know Cardell, Cordell loves his double Ds. I get it. Everybody <laughs> does. But let me tell you something. You go from the hunted to the hunter. And Titans were laying that big number against the Giants. They didn't cover 13-0 lead. They imploded. Buffalo looked good on, you know, on th a Thursday night football. Absolutely. But now, all of a sudden, you start laying a big chunk of wood here, like the Bills are. Derrick Henry, Henry running game. Way to keep this game close. There's a reason why they've won the last two. Because of Derrick Henry, it's hard to co cover double-digit numbers against a veteran team of which the Titans are. They're not laying a seven and a half number to the Giants this week. They're getting 10 and a half from a Bills team, a team they've beaten the last two times and a team they're comfortable against and match up well against. I'm not saying they're going to go in here and win the game outright, but you're talking about the Bills going to be by 17 to 20 in the fourth quarter to not have to sweat what Cordell will learn about this business, the back door. Give me the Titans plus the 10 and a half. They'll hang around. Bills probably win the football game. Titans plus 10 and a half. You know, Brandon, with all due respect, I'm going to go with Cordell and the Bills on this one. Good. I'm not going to lovers go down. Of course. Of course. What did you expect? Down. Charlie, what did you expect? go down. I'm not going to bet against Lovers go down. Hold on, hold on. Denver Broncos Monday night minus the point. Chalk lovers go down, baby. <laughs> oh, hate the player, hate the game. It's okay. Take your time. 
I'm just not going to bet against Buffalo two weeks in a row. I made that mistake week one. I'm going to go with them here. Look, if the Giants held Derrick Henry at bay, that Bills front seven on defense is really their specialty. That's their strong suit. I was worried about their secondary against the Rams. They held the Rams to 10 points. I think this is going to be a Monday night massacre. I'm with Cordell. I'm with the Bills. Let's go to some Sunday games. Tampa Bay headed down to NOLA to take on the New Orleans Saints. Tom Brady is yet to win in the regular season against the Saints as a member of the Bucs. Brandon, starting with you, who do you like in this one? I'm going to force the GOAT to show me he can beat this team for the first time. It's a weird dynamic in the regular season when the Saints play this football team. And once again, Saints went on the road last week, playing four and a half, five to Atlanta, needed a miracle comeback. We're never going to cover the number. And now they come back home and they're installed as an underdog. Here's Tampa looking good on Sunday night, but I don't think it was so much Tampa looking great on Sunday night as it was the Cowboys looking bad. And red zone difficulties continue to plague the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they had 31 field goals in that game Sunday night. And here they go again against a team that for whatever reason, they just don't match up well against. And until they show me that they can beat the Saints team. Before Jameis Winston got hurt, he was 2-0 as an underdog against the number. I will take the three and a half with the Saints at home. Home dogs in the NFL on Sunday went four and two straight up and against the spread. I'll ride this home dog plus the points. All right, Saints plus two and a half plus three. That one's kind of fluid. It's moving around. Cordell, are you with Brandon or are you against them again? I'm going with the Saints. I'm going with the Saints. I like them. I think what they've done over the last four games against this Buccaneers team with Tom Brady as a starting quarterback, three of the last four, they had the actual Bucs winning this thing, but in, but in the end, it ended up being the actual Saints end up taking over. So I'm sticking with the Saints. I think this team, when you look at what the Saints did in the last game, in the last few minutes of this game, they end up scoring 17 points to actually go on top against the Atlanta Falcons in this last game. I think they build on that and start the game a little bit earlier, knowing with the confidence they have, knowing that they're beating uh, Tom Brady four times in a row, I think they're going with the confidence, and I think they cover, and I think they cover big when it comes to playing against the Bucs. I'm going with the Saints. Gents, I'm sold. Look, we all know the way to beat Tom Brady is to hit him. No one has hit Tom Brady better. No one has hit him more over the past few years than these Dennis Allen-led Saints defenses. Uh, I'm with both of you. I'm with the Saints as home dogs here. I like them to win outright. Let's head over to Baltimore. Cordell, starting with you, the Dolphins at the Ravens. The Ravens are three and a half point favorites here. It's a bit of a tricky number. If you think it's going to be a close game, that might scare some people. What's your outlook on this one? I mean, great game by the Dolphins this past weekend playing against the New England Patriots. I think when you look at what Tua was able to do with his receiving core, I think he defied the odds in the sense of what he was able to do when it comes to getting him the football. But I think this defense with the Baltimore Ravens, also with Lamar Jackson being at the helm, being able to make plays with his feet. I think it's just too much firepower. I think Tua doesn't get the ball out of his hand quick enough. I know there's injuries in the secondary of the Baltimore Ravens at the cornerback position, but I still see this team prevailing when it comes to controlling the clock and causing, causing Tua to throw the ball a little bit more often than you like to. Great receivers on the outside. I mean, when it comes down to it, when it comes to receivers actually being able to stretch the safeties, keep them wide, to open a little fill up, I like that. But I just think this team is a bunch of bullies when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens, especially when they're coming into their house and the excitement of Ray Lewis and Ed Reed probably be there on the sideline. That inspirational football matters. So I'm actually going to stick with the Ravens and what they've been able to do when it comes to being bullies against a team like this that truly don't have an identity quite yet. 
Brandon, what are your thoughts there, man? You, you look like you're bursting, ready to say something. He's a bobblehead. Let's go. <laughs> bullies. Bully. You know how you get bullies? You send a cat at him, they can't catch. That's what you do, get bullies. He talking all that trash. Bully comes after him. Bully can't catch him. He down in the neighborhood. And that's my boy, Tyreek Hill. They got corners out, and they're going to be able to catch Tyreek all night long. You remember last year, this Ravens team was riding high, and the Bills beat the crap out of them. 22-10, sack Lamar four times. It was a domination on the defensive side of the football. Oh, wait a minute. All 11 starters return for that same defense that made Mac Jones look very normal. I'm not saying they're going to dominate Lamar to the level that they dominated him again, but the points are very interesting for me here. That three and a half number probably going to be up four because people are going to jump on the Ravens. I don't think you can take this Miami team lightly from the standpoint that I think offensively what they're able to do against this secondary, they're not going to get blown out. One thing that showed last week for the Dolphins is that defense. I know Cordell's in love with the mobile quarterback because he was a mobile quarterback. <laughs> I get it. I ain't hating. I'm appreciating. But at the end of the day, I got a nice juicy dog that can play D on the road. Waddle, Tyreek Hill. I think they're going to cover this number plus the three and a half. You know, I was on the Ravens bandwagon before the arguments were made. And I still think the Ravens win this game. But that three and a half number, that's a scary number. I don't want to take a chance with that number. Mike McDaniels, the offensive schemes looked really good. The defense looked even better week one. Brandon, I'm going to side with you on this one. I'm going to take the oh, Dolphins to cover. he's called the light. He's called the light. He's back from the dead. Jesus. Hallelujah. I still think the Ravens win. I'm going to take the Dolphins to cover with you, Brandon. How about the Cardinals and the Raiders? Two teams that we both liked as underdogs to at least cover in week one. Both of them failed to cover. Both of them got embarrassed. Well, now they're playing each other. It's in Vegas. Brandon, let's start with you here. The Raiders, six-point favorites at home to Arizona. What do you see in this game? Derek Carr. Our boy Derek Carr. Our boy Derek Carr. It was a rough one. Three picks. But that's not what hurt. Where was Cordell when I needed him? Because as bad as Carr played and as bad as the Raiders offense played throughout that game and the mistakes they made, with five minutes to go, they had a two-point conversion from the one-yard line. You got Renfro. You got Devontae. You got Waller. You got all these weapons from one yard out. Just go five wide and quarterback sneak, man. That's all you got to do. But no, he goes to Devontae, incomplete. Wait, neutral zone infraction. Hold on, neutral zone infraction. But then you get a false start or delay a game because Carr gets a delay a game. Now they back him up four yards. They go for it again. Another horrible play call. All I needed was slash in the shotgun. Five wide, two-point conversion. And all of us plus the three and a half down five, we cover the number. My point is, it's hard for me to pick this game when they cost me a lot of money on Sunday. I mean, a lot of money. Laying this six number, I'm just going to take the cards for one reason and one reason only. I can't stand Dave, Derek Carr right now. I can't stand him. <laughs> I, I can't root for him on Sunday. There's no objectivity whatsoever for everybody watching this show other than the fact I want to see him fail again. I want to see him wow. again. I want to see him in front of that microphone and go, 
you know, I just can't force things. I got to be smarter. How many times are you going to tell us you need to be smarter, Derek? I'm, I'm going to root for the Cardinals. Points. Cordell, who do you like in this one, man? That's pretty, pretty impressive. I, I would say for the last seven times, both, both these teams have covered in the month of September. Allow me to say this. It's amazing how the, the gods have changed when it comes to Derek Carr and our buddy Brandon, isn't it? I thought Devontae <laughs> Adams and Derek Carr was going to be to have this party because they played together in college and all this great stuff with Josh McDaniels. And now all of a sudden, we just we just boo-booing on the brother. Let Cordell, me you, you cost I'm me money, Cordell. Cards. I'm throwing you off the boat, baby. Go. <laughs> Bro, I tried to tell you, but you didn't want to follow your boy, but it's okay. But let me tell you something. If you would have had me in, of course, believe me, my name is Cordell Stewart, and they call me Slash for a reason. Well, let me tell you, I like this team in the cards. I think they will rebound from how they played in this last game. They got it. They got it handed to them against the Kansas City Chiefs, all due respect. But that's why you play the next game. And I think this team, when it comes down to figuring out what they have to do, I think they have a better chance than what Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. I think the pressure is on them to make the magic happen that which once saw what took place with Derek Carr last season with the Raiders and what we saw last season with Devontae Adams playing with Aaron Rodgers. This is a whole different chemistry now. So the points and all this great stuff that we're excited about seeing, I don't think it happened again this week. I'm going with the cards. I think Kyler Murray and his defense actually come out and play much better football than they did last time. They're on the road. They've proven that they can win on the road. I think they play lights out football, no pressure. They have nothing to lose everything in the game. I think all the pressure is on Oakland Raiders. I won't, excuse me, on the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't think it gets done. I'm going with the cards. Wow, second time in four games that you guys are in agreement. I'm going to disagree with both of you. I'm not sold. I'm not sold on this one. I'm going with Derek Carr. I'm going with the Raiders. And I'm not just picking them because in high school, when I had a buzz cut, everyone used to say I looked like Derek Carr. I'm going with the Raiders. I think that they're going to cut the turnovers down. And look, they had so many opportunities to win that game. One less turnover. And the Raiders probably don't just cover. They probably went out right. I think they're going to correct the mistakes week two. I think there were a lot of nerves week one. I'm taking the Raiders to win and to win big. The cards looked clueless. We've got two Monday night games this week, gents. So let's dive in to the other one. How about the Vikings at the Eagles? Philadelphia, two and a half point home favorites. Cordell? We've got another mobile quarterback in this one, so we'll start with you. What do you think about the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, and company? As Brandon said earlier, I like the mobile quarterback. (laughs) I'm sticking with it. I know this guy over here when it comes down to Kirk Cousins and the monies he's made over the past years. I mean, he's probably made over $200 million between the the now the Washington Commanders and also now this team and the Vikings. I think the Eagles, with this team coming on the road, I think the Eagles at home, I think, they come out, they play really sound football. I think the mobile quarterback take over the game, the receivers on the outside, the offense, defense, everything. I think they gel together. I think it's just too much for Kirk Cousins and his and the company. I see they have some they have opportunities to score really big on the outside. But I just think overall, I think this Eagles team has something to play for. They're quietly playing really good football, in my opinion. Sound football. But I think this 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 Vikings team have to travel to go into Philadelphia in the land of brotherly love and get no love from the brothers there in Philadelphia when it comes to this Monday night game. Brandon, you're going to agree again, or you got, you got a Minnesota in this one. Who do you like? <laughs> He's going to brotherly love. In the NFL, if you can't do one thing, you are not going to be able to blow teams out. 38-35 last week over the lines, blew two 17-point leads in the second half. Why? Because their defense is a sieve. 
you could not stop the Detroit Lions running game who put up 181 yards rushing on you. Here come the Minnesota Vikings and Delvin Cook and that running game. And then we'll <clears throat> flip over to the other side with their defense. To sack Aaron Rodgers four times is a very difficult thing to do. And for that matter, to shut Aaron Rodgers down is a very difficult thing to do. They just didn't shut down Aaron in Green Bay. They dominated them. And probably the most dominant effort of any team in week one really was the Minnesota Vikings. And now we go to Kirk Cousins, who is 2-0 as a Vikings against the Philadelphia Eagles. Jefferson, the running game, Cousins in play action. I have always said this. Kirk Cousins, if he doesn't have the play action, turnover waiting to happen. Kirk Cousins has the play action, top three quarterback in the NFL. I will roll with the points here by the half point, get them up to plus three and set back and get ready to cash a winning ticket. I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts. And he going to hurt my boy Cordell as the Vikings get it done. I don't know He'll if I'm be talking high. to me again next time. He'll be talking to me again next time. He'll be like, I should have rolled with my boy, but go ahead. <laughs> I don't know if I'm as high on Kirk Cousins as Brandon is, but I do like Minnesota in this one. I think they've got a way more diverse offense. He way saw more the light again. <laughs> he saw the light again. Hallelujah. Look, Detroit's got a one-dimensional offense. Philly had a lot of trouble with him. Minnesota's offense, way more versatile than the Lions. I'm, I'm throwing the points out the window on this one. I'm going Vikes, money line plus 120. That's how much I like them in this matchup. Ooh. Cousins, you mentioned Brandon, 2-0 and as a nice. Viking quarterback against uh, the Eagles. 6-3 and in his career against the Eagles. Okay. So I'm going with the Vikes yeah. money line. Gentlemen, that brings us to the game of the week. Thursday night football. Second week in a row, by the way. Thursday night football is our game of the week. Tonight. It's the Chargers. It's the Chiefs in Arrowhead. This one's come down a little bit. It was Chiefs minus four and a half yesterday. Now the Chiefs are four-point favorites. Brandon, starting with you, who do you got in the game of the week? If I were to tell you the road team has won the last four meetings between these two teams, you say that's crazy. Yes, the Chargers have won their last two trips here. The Chiefs have won the last two trips to Chargerland, but the Chargers have covered three of the last four meetings. There's any team in this division, excuse me, any team in the NFL that matches up with the Chiefs, it's these Cardinals. Now, I know Keenan Island right now listed as doubtful. He may not be a go, but I think they're going to find out that this Charger offense isn't the Arizona Cardinals offense. There's no intimidation factor when you play the Chiefs for the Chargers. There's none. They're a confident bunch that believe. We can go in here and beat them. This line opened up minus three. It's been bet to four and a half. You have a lot of public money on the Chiefs, rightly so, after that impressive win at Arizona. But a divisional game in this situation against a Charger team that just matches up well with them, I got to take the Chargers plus the points. I think Herbert's going to be on fire. I think the running game is going to be on fire. I think that Charger defense will slow down, as, as Cordell will say. His boy, Mahomey, I get it, because I don't know who Cordell's picked, but I almost in my gut know he ain't going against Mahomey at home. <laughs> it just ain't happening, man. I'm going to tell you right now, Cordell's going to be on KC, and that's fine, but I'm going to take the value number of the Chargers plus four and a half. Let, let's see if Nostradamus over there has this one right. Cordell, who you on? See, the stubbornness of Brandon has always caught, got him caught. So since he knows that I am going to go with the Chiefs, he decides to go the other direction. But he'll be talking to me again about my boy, my homie, because that's my homie. This guy just last weekend went 30 for 39 for over 350 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, as if Tariq Hill wasn't around. Look, this dude is on fire. 
He's trying to prove a point that he doesn't need Tariq Hill. It's all about how he plays the game and he did conduct and his defense is playing really good football. For me, yes, the Chargers feel like in their mind that they have the confidence to do it, but in their hearts, they know the problems that they're going to have. They're going to have to stop this guy, number 15. You know it. I know it. They know it. Everybody else that's listening know it. So we decided to go with the Chargers. Hey, I'm going with the Chiefs. You know, I'm going with my boy Patrick Mahomes. I mean, why not? What do you want me to do here? Forget about it. I think he gets it done. <laughs> No, I'll you know, tell you right now, Joey's going to be with Cordell. I guarantee that because I've seen the light. Go ahead, Joey. Jump on that chalk train. Well, let's see. Let's see. Last week, Patrick Mahomes did not get touched against the Arizona Cardinals. This week, <clears> the same thing's not going to happen. Khalil Mack, three sacks. How you doing? Joey Bosa, sack and a half. How you doing? Derwin James even got in on the sack party. How you doing? Mahomes is going to get touched. But Patrick Mahomes is a man on a mission right now. He's out there to prove <clears> all the haters wrong. And Justin <clears> Herbert doesn't have his best wide receiver in Keenan Allen. For that reason alone, if Keenan Allen's playing, I'm on the Chargers plus the points. No Keenan. We didn't see a whole lot out of the Chargers run game week one. I'm with Cordell. Brandon Nostradamus <laughs> at it again. I'm with Cordell. Boom. I'm with the Chiefs wow. minus four in the game of the week. It's all right, Brandon. It's okay, Brandon. Don't, don't stress. Chalk, hey, chalk, hey, it's okay. Chalk, chalk lovers get rocked. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Gentlemen, before we wrap the show up, Surprise me here. Give me a game, Brandon. We'll start with you. Give me a game that wasn't on this week's slate that you love. Last week, you gave out Northern Illinois. You hit it. Cordell gave out the Steelers. He hit it. Let's see if you guys can duplicate perfection. Who you got, Brandon? Rock Chalk Jayhawks, baby. The Kansas Jayhawks plus nine and a half at the Houston Cougars. Houston Cougars struggled to beat UTSA. Just lost to Texas Tech in OT. Now here comes a Kansas team that going back to last year covered three straight games to close out the year, including the monumental upset at Texas at, I think, 31-point underdogs. Then they've turned around this year and covered both games out of the box. They go into West Virginia last week, plus 13 and a half. They're down 14 nothing early. Battle back and win the game in OT after they scored a touchdown first and the pick six to win it. By 13, this Kansas team is legit. No one's paying attention to them. Almost took them plus West Virginia last week. Get on Kansas, plus nine and a half. New culture in Kansas. It ain't Bill Self and the Hoopers. It's the <laughs> Kansas Jayhawk football team, plus nine and a half. Say it ain't so. Kansas football. Are they back? Sheesh. <laughs> Kansas football's back. Cordell. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You're right. I ordered the code red. Go ahead, Cordell. I love it. Cordell, give me your surprise game of the week. What you think, the Steelers? Who the Steelers have this week, guys? Can you give me a little information on my Steelers? Help me out a little bit. Come <laughs> on, last week. At home against New England. Minus home underdogs. Six. Home underdogs plus one, I think it is right now. I do like your Steelers, just, but take us to the promised land, baby. I just wanted you guys to tell me what was going on because this is actually a big game. Knowing the Patriots has had the Steelers number for some time. The Steelers have, I remember back when I played, we were beating them, but then all of a sudden they found ways to get them. But this is a new regime where we look at Mitchell Trubisky, what he's been able to do. Look at this defense and what they created last week. I think there was five turnovers by Joe Cool last weekend. And all of a sudden, the Steelers couldn't get the points off of it the way they wanted to. I think they continue this trend. They're playing at home. They're playing against this New England Patriots team. That's not the same New England Patriots team that we've seen in the past. This is a totally different team. I think Matt Jones have to deal with the pressure of this defensive line that played really good football. You saw the secondary coming from the safety position, getting turnovers. This offense is going to find their way. The defense is going to carry him for a few weeks. It's going to take some time until Mr. Trubisky can actually get it going. It's not time to talk about Kenny Pickett and all that stuff. They got a dub. I think they get an opportunity to go home. The fans are going to be excited. They're going to be extremely enthusiastic. 
a surprise game. What do you game you think I was going to talk about? <laughs> it's the Steelers. They're going to beat the Pats in this game, and they're going to actually cover. They're going to play some really good football. I'm going with this defense, and also Mr. Bisky with his ability to make plays with his feet, like we saw in this last game. And I think they prevail in this game. Yeah, no I like surprise it. there. I, I saw that coming no a mile surprise. away, Cordell. Look, that's right. Home opener, underdogs. Mac Jones doesn't know what he's doing out there. Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, who the hell's calling the plays for the Patriots? I'm with you, man. The Steelers, the disrespect of that seven and a half win total. I think they're on their way to two and zero. Oh. And just like that, that does it for episode three of Believe Me. For Brandon Lang, for Cordell Stewart, I'm Joe Serralo, and believe me, it's the best damn betting show out there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.